Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. New vibes right there. New vibes to start the week. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max for the first time. That's right, Key. Yes, congratulations. You've made it to the mountain. <laughs> I made it to the mornings. You made yes. it. You have finally made it after all these years of hard work and putting in uh, hours to get to Keyshawn and Jay. We finally have arrived to this, but congratulations. You will now be with us for the next four hours. Well, Let's see how it goes. All I can tell you is when you get up at the time, like I got 3.30 this morning, right? Yeah. First of all, it, it, yeah, it sucks. It's hard. It's all that stuff. But once you get going, you know what you really feel like about the rest of the world? Damn, y'all are lazy. Y'all late. Still y'all sleeping. late to the game. Boy, you really feel morally superior to everybody when you're up in the morning. <laughs> like, damn, y'all are sleeping and I'm productive. Keep telling him, wait until that hits around 10, 15. I would see Max walking. He'd be like, man, you look tired. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're going to learn <laughs> no, today, it, Max. It, uh, you're going to learn today. Mm. You'll be fine, man. It, yeah. just, just make sure whatever you do, stay off your damn phone. And close your eyes every 20 minutes or so and stop worrying about who's tweeting, who's socializing. If you get your sleep, you'll be good because you're going to need this energy. Imagine what I'm doing on the West Coast. I'm at 1 a.m. So I'm going to bed with babies. Yeah. Waking up, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but you're on the West Coast. It doesn't get. You don't hear no you know, babies in that house. Stop it. He's a, you on the babies on the left you wing. Seen, you get seen out key, here. you seen Key yesterday on, on Labor Day. <laughs> the thing is, every day in L.A. feels like Labor Day. Sun shining. Everybody's happy. Get out of here with that. It's one a. You got no sob story here. Look. No, it, 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 think about it, though. 1 a.m., then I got to come back with you guys right. next week, and the time change is going – now, what you think I got to go through? Yeah. Now I got to deal with the violence. time change again. Yeah. You want get some violence? Get the small violins out for kids. Yeah. <laughs> small yeah, ones. Nice try, though. <laughs> I like the shirt. I'm not going to lie. I like the Lakers shirt. Yo, it, it does look different, man, seeing Russ, Braun, and AD together, though. That, that's – damn. Yeah. yeah that it, looks different. It's, uh, it's uh, the oldie but goodie, I would say, right? We, I, I, I know our team is is going to be stacked, but then as I started thinking about the ages, I was like, damn, even when we tried this with Carl Malone and GP now, no, 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 big they're, they're way we too were old. still, no, big but difference. they were old, but we had a bunch of young wolves still. We ain't really got no young wolves, man. Kalen no, Horton Tucker. Rondo, right. Dwight Howard. Casal, we got, got a Malik Monk. You got Kendrick Nunn. You're all, y'all are right. Y'all are good. You got some no, young wolves. Good, Monk and Kendrick Nunn. We're I mean, good, Jay. I mean, but come but on, man. You know go, what I'm man. saying? When we had the old heads back then, we still had young Kobe. We don't have a young Kobe right now. None, so, by the way, and that and that squad didn't win. That squad got there, but they didn't win. And we didn't win. Yeah, yeah. but but the big difference is all three of these dudes are still playing at second half. Westbrook, he's always readjusting to a new team. All three of these dudes are still playing at MVP or near MVP level. That was not Carl Malone and Gary Payton at hey, that time. Hey, check this and out, key, you, got, you got championship Rondo, man, for that second unit. Oh, man. no, y'all, I'm y'all straight. Don't, I'm not tripping at all, but check this out. You like the three, but look at the look at the wording underneath. Lakers, big. You big can't see three, the bottom. Yeah, you got to pick it up a little reloaded. more. Sorry, we're going to see that big three. Big three yeah, big reloaded. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, there you go. It's not going to end well if Brooklyn's healthy. Unfortunately, yeah, it's not. Baby. Well the, he- healthy. the healthy part is the part, Max. Right. That's no, the part. Max. No, yeah. Brooklyn yeah. can be healthy. We're not worried about them. Yeah, yeah, we worried, worried about. Okay. We worried about us. All right, us. and we also worried about this show. Kick it off, Max. Yeah, that's right. Look, um, there's a lot of football to talk about. Here's the question. All right, which NFL game 
is going to reveal the most? Like, what are you looking forward to to tell you the most about this season, week one? Key, week one. I I would say it's going to be the Saints in Green Bay, right, because of Jameis Winston. No Michael Thomas. Jameis is entering in a situation where he now is taking over for Drew Brees. He fought off Taysom Hill as a starter. He gets a real opportunity with a real play caller who's not going to allow him to throw the ball 50 times a game unless he needs to for some odd reason. So I'm looking forward to seeing if he can keep those turnovers down, and I think he will. And they'll get Michael Thomas back in about five to six weeks or so, and so he'll get that extra boost coming back with him. And you already know what Kamara is. You know what they have in Sean Payton, offensive play caller. So I'm looking at that. See, Keith, coming out of your comment, the question is, will we, will KJM be breaking the news when Michael Thomas comes back to play? Will we be uh, breaking the news, yeah. Keith? Come on. I don't know anything about anything <laughs> about anything. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I hear what you're saying on Jameis Winston, and I think that's an opportunity for him to really really grab New Orleans, considering everything they're going through, and be that guy similar to the way Drew Brees was when they came off Hurricane Katrina. But the interesting storyline for me, an interesting game, will be the divisional matchup, man, between the Dolphins and the Pats. Like, watching Tua, his second year, the storyline that last year he was like, look, I didn't take the playbook seriously. He spent the entire offseason being down there, working out with Brian Flores, making sure that they're on the same page, and going against, obviously, Mac Jones. And the situation with, you know, is Cam not being there the right move? Obviously, Mac Jones is going to take the leadership role of this team. Can he get the Pats to a place like Dan Orlovsky said, that he thinks it can be a tier right below the Buffalo Bills and the AFC? I, Look, they're, they're big opportunities. I think that first game really sets the tone for where we're going to see both teams in that division. Oh, I mean, I think those are both good picks. Unfortunately, uh, gentlemen, I can't accept either answer. It's incorrect. That's both fair. of them okay. are incorrect. Look, Jameis <laughs> has looked really good, and everyone's talking about how good Jameis is looking. And, and, but, but without your guy, Key, I don't know. I don't think you get the full picture until Michael well, that's Thomas the reason, comes back. But, 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 Max, that's the reason it's about Jameis, right? It's about the 30 interceptions – 30 touchdowns. That's all we talked about for two years with Jameis Winston. So now, without Michael Thomas, if he could lift this team past Green Bay, and even if they lose the game, right, and and he plays well, you you would think, okay, how does he look? Yeah, that's what you're looking hey, for. And by the way, he's he couldn't look much better, right? In in, in mm-hmm. the preseason, and I would say Miami and the Patriots. I, everyone wants to automate. Me too. I'll put the Bills number one in the division, biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. I would say the Bills. Okay, yeah. but I'm not positive. I don't know that they're going to be better. If Tua has his development year, year two, when the quarterbacks are supposed to, you just never know. And the Patriots are loaded, right? Let's see. But the Max, no- though. Yeah. You, you say the two is loaded, right? But think about it. They're flirting with a possibility of a Deshaun Watson, whether you want to believe it oh, or not. Oh, oh, you're right. And, and so they must not feel too strong about their quarterback situation if they're flirting with something. Well, yeah, that's no, Deshaun Watson, though, Key. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of people will be flirting with Deshaun Watson if they had a chance to get Deshaun Watson. But, but, but like, for example, but the, the Chargers would I was just about to say that. Max, I was about to say the Los Angeles Chargers By the way, the Bengals might not even. But So, in other words, Tua came out with those dudes, and already his ceiling is seen as different than those guys. Key, Absolutely. I hear what you're saying. But let Absolutely. me tell you, the, let me tell you the, the game that I am waiting for week one that will tell me a lot. It's Chiefs and Browns. And the reason is Kansas City 
Why did they lose the Super Bowl? Like, I'll, rem- I'll remember one player from that Super Bowl forever, and we all will. And that's Patrick Mahomes, whose numbers look bad, but did superhuman things because he was running for his life behind a line that was missing both offensive tackles, three dudes off the line. And that's really why they had no shot in the game. They had no offensive line, right? They could not have done more in the offseason to address that. Like, when I look at the Giants, my beloved New York football Giants, and Gettleman, oh, we're going to fix the line. Three years later, it's worse than ever. These dudes went out in this offseason key. They got the best left tackle on the market. They got the best guard on the market. They brought in a center who was starting for the Rams. I'm like, oh, Blythe, he's going to be good. And then picked up uh, uh, Humphrey from uh, uh, – the, the center, the right, center, who's yeah. looking better than, than – like, he's probably going to start over they, Bly. They, they brought Kyle Long out of retirement, although he got injured. Uh, I don't know what his status is right now. But, yo, look, Kansas City, Cleveland is a big one because of Cleveland, the offensive line, much like you mentioned, Max. But we could go down a long laundry list of teams and opportunities, right? Baltimore in Las Vegas. What does that mm-hmm. look like with no Dobbins in the backfield? The Raiders got to prove themselves on the defensive side of the ball. What are the Chargers? Are the Chargers for real? Is it is is Buffalo? Is Buffalo? Uh, is it going to be a sophomore type situation with them? Are they going to continue to grow? What about the Dallas Cowboys? Right, the Dallas Cowboys. What is that? I mean, we could go around the league and pick apart a whole bunch of teams and find answers. Hopefully after week one. That's why we were supposed to pick one game. Just one. Well, Chief, well, I think the Chiefs are the Super Bowl uh, contenders out of the AFC. Especially the way the Browns played against them last year. You got a billboard? You got a billboard? Man. Who's got a billboard? I got it. Okay, got good. It. Does the thought of selling your motorcycle, ATV, or vehicle already make you exhausted? Obviously, I've thought about this before. There's no need to no. keep putting it off because RumbleOn.com makes selling easy. You have a cash offer in minutes and a free pickup. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha. Trade in or sell. Rumble On will pay cash no matter what the make or the model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, to get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. Times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. 
Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Matt Martin has tested positive, uh, so he's in the COVID protocol. Should be the five-day window. With Zach Martin, assuming he's vaccinated, he would have had to have tested positive. It's really the only way uh, that he can get on the COVID list. That's the only one so far. Hopefully the only one. Keyshawn, mm. Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, wherever you get. Wait, podcast, it's everywhere. <laughs> All right, Uh, you could be a part of KJM Nation. It's a nation already, apparently. It's day one for me. It's a nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line at KeyJMax or 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right, guys. Dominican Sue. I, I, I... butchered his name just now so we've been been around for 15 years and i still can't say indomitian sue uh activated by the bucks meantime as you just heard the cowboys lose zach martin how concerned key should we be about dak prescott week one well i think in terms of uh dak prescott i don't think there should be any concern about him physically i think he'll be fine i think that shoulder's fine i think the ankle's fine They wouldn't put him out there. But losing Zach Martin, let's not forget about that. Losing Zach Martin, uh, you know, you you talk about that right side of the offensive line, Lyle Lyle Collins. You talk about the strength of what they do. They run the ball extremely well when all those guys are healthy and playing with Ezekiel Elliott. Protection-wise, when you are facing the top defense in the National Football League a year ago that won the Super Bowl, I mean, just think about it. JPP, a former New York Giant. I hated to say that to you, Max and Jay, but he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Devin White at the linebacker position. Those Kansu, hungry. Like, he just eats up offensive linemen. I can just go on and on and on naming the front seven of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you don't have your offensive line intact, it's trouble. Well, okay, you well, forgot one, too, well, even with Vita Vea. I mean, who's uh, beast Vita Vea. Woo, yeah. Vita Vea. So, I so mean, Jay, you, you heard what Key said. The, the thing about O-lines is if there's a weak link, it'll be exploited. And the thing about the Bucs is we just saw them exploit two O-lines last, when last seen, NFC Championship game, and then in, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> they got guys. They don't have to bring extra guys to get you, especially if – now, Key's not worried about Dak. Shoulder's fine or he wouldn't be out there, but – First, the lower extremity. Then you got to make that up somehow. Then the shoulder. Now, now the O-line. This is not your slightly older cousin's offensive line. The Cowboys used to run out there, right? Now the O-line. Are you worried about Dak? It sounds like you're worried because I know I'm worried. Because I'm, I'm worried that it's maybe not where Dak is physically. But Ezekiel Elliott said the other day that Zach Martin is their best offensive player. 
So now I get worried about Ezekiel Elliott. How will they be able to run the ball, especially after seeing that O-line depleted last year? And the one thing that does worry me, Max, is that it brings me back to what happened last year. Last year, I saw Dak single-handedly try to keep the Cowboys in every single game, and he was running for his life based upon his arm. And if Zach Martin is out, and if he's one of the top people to protect a guy like Dak Prescott coming off injury against that great defense of Tampa Bay, I don't understand how you're not worried about a game like this. Yeah, I would say I'm a little my, – my, my See, the cons- game is different, though, Jay. Why, what, how so, well, Keith? What do you mean? No, because you, you say it worried about the game. No, yes. no, 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 no. All right, right. We're talking worrying about, about Dak. the game is different than worrying about Dak. Clearly, we're well, talking the game about and Dak's Dak health. being part of the game and his health. Yes. But, but, but this key, this is this is for you because football's dangerous. Every snap is every snap could be really? your last, right? Like that's the way it is. So, so Dak facing a defense like that, coming off a couple of different injuries, and obviously just got the bag, right? They paid him finally last year, and then he gets while he's hurt. What is the so, – so Jay is obviously concerned you less so. Where do you draw the line? Like how – as someone who played in the NFL for many years, when do you get concerned about a guy's health if not your star quarterback who just got paid, coming off a couple different injuries, offensive line hurt, facing a great defense? If that's not the time to get a little concerned, when would you? Well, I, here's what I would say. Ty Bowles is, is known to bring the heat. Once they start bringing the heat, and they don't have to bring extra guys out of the secondary to or the linebacker position to get to the quarterback, but Ty Bowles is known for that. And once he starts dialing it up and Dak has to get rid of the ball and get it out of his hands quick and he's incompleting Paul, he's not completing passes, they're incomplete, balls are flying all over the place, that's when you start to worry because now they know that he they can't protect him and he can't get out of harm's way. So they're going to try to prove, they're going to try to prove, oh, okay, if he's so healthy, let's see if he can handle this heat that I'm bringing you. Now that's when I start to say, okay, now I'm worried about it. I'm worried about him taking a pounding and a beating because they can't protect him. Yeah, right. Yeah, but well, don't th- you sounds feel like, like that's going to happen? happen? That's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, man. Well, I, I, don't, I, no. I, don't, I don't know that it's going to happen because he may, they may have an answer for what Tampa Bay is going to come with. If Tampa Bay is bringing, you know, people out of the secondary, they may say we can three-step drive, get the ball out quick, we're getting, up, we're getting rid of it. And now if he's completing those balls or they're gashing them in the running game, even though, even though the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are stout against the, the rush exactly. defense, you sit there and you go, okay, but if somehow they find a little bit of a crack in that defense, now you, if you're tied both, you got to back off. But see, you know, when you say that Tampa Bay has a stout rush defense, that, that is the case. And if the O-line is somewhat depleted, and if you're hearing Ezekiel Elliott say that Zach Martin gives me my best chance to run against his back, he's our best offensive player, if the ball's in Dak Prescott's hands a lot, I, if we're watching the first quarter and they can't really run the ball, and we start seeing Dak start getting pressured and he's starting to get hit very hard, I don't know how you don't have concern as a Dallas Cow. I'm not even a Cowboys fan. And I have concern for Dak. Yeah, well, the bu- first of all, the Bucks defense just period. That linebacking linebacker tandem is yes. like as good as it gets. They like yes. they just have a really good defense. Period. But key, it doesn't bother me if Dak is throwing like, passing a lot on early downs early in the game. They got you know other than the Bucks actually. If you had to pick the top three receivers on any team, you probably take Dallas other than Tampa, right? So I, it doesn't bother I mean, me if got, Dak you know, if Dak's Gallup, passing Cooper. early. 
Gallup Cooper and, and CeeDee Lamb is a pretty good trio. There's no question about it. Uh, but the thing is, is when you look at what they present in early downs, yeah, you may want to throw the ball to try to negate some of the pass rush, but you got to get the ball out quick, though, Max. You yeah. cannot mm-hmm. sit there and hold on and pat that baby to sleep because before you know it, they're on your ass. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, Tampa, Tampa's loaded. Brought all 22 back. Everyone's talking about it. They were loaded before last year even, and it's gotten you know better and better or worse and worse for everyone else. How about this? I hear this a lot. Dak Prescott is the guy facing the most pressure. I don't understand this personally, okay? And I'll, I'll get to but, like, I want to start, Jay, with you. Is Dak Prescott facing the most pressure? In the NFL? Of, yeah. No. No, I, I, I don't think so. I was all I, ready I think, for a debate. No, I was, no, no. I, I, all first Matt, take, you ready for a debate right there. Matthew, I didn't get that's, it. That's yeah. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> that's the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. That's who Sean McVay and Les Need let that's Jared right. Goff go for to win a Super Bowl. That's well, easy. Key, key, is he facing a lot of pressure, Dak? No, I, you know what? I, I think he's facing some pressure because of the amount of money that you give a guy. Whenever you give a guy $150 million of guaranteed cash flow, people are going to expect for you to do a certain thing. So, yeah, he's facing some pressure. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's the most pressure in the National Football League this year. I think he's facing among the least pressure of any quarterback. First of all, he just got paid. You say that adds the pressure. He got his money. Got a big guarantee, right? Secondly, he got hurt. Thirdly, we're all invested in him, yeah. as is the team. He's got weapons everywhere. Think of all the things we're going to blame if Dak doesn't do great. And by the way, he had a great year a couple of years ago. They went 8-8 eight because eight of the defense. We'll right? blame Mike McCarthy we're gonna, before we take Dak. We're going to blame. Well, Zach Martin's well, not still, available it's week pressure, one. Though, man. Money. I'm Money say, drives I'm saying, of course, you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, and you just got $100 million. You, Of course there's pressure. But we're going to point to the offensive line. Well, Zach Martin missed early and this and that. We're going to point to the defense. Uh, even Dan Quinn made it a little better, but it was the worst ever the year before. And eventually we'll point to the coach. Guys, it'll be two NFL seasons with, of Dak not playing well, which is unlikely, before people point the finger at Dak. They, we will blame everybody around Dak. Meantime, Matt Stafford better win his play, better make the playoffs and better win that first playoff game this year. That dude is facing pressure. All right. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Up next, the five things that Key needs you to know about week one of the college football season. That's after Key tells you about Dr. Pepper. College football fans, after an offseason that felt a little more off than usual, Fanville and Dr. Pepper invite you to celebrate because college football is back, and so are the fans. Yes, It's the most wonderful time of the year again, the season of Saturdays when rivalries run deep and nacho cheese dip runs even deeper. So crack open your ice-cold Dr. Pepper and warm up a cornhole tossing arm and return to glory with all-new season of Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the ones the fans deserve. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, time for Sports Center right now. Let me got to get my announcer voice on. Top-seeded Novak Djokovic advances <laughs> Don't do it that way. to the U.S. Open quarterfinals. Djokovic, by the way, Djokovic might be the greatest tennis player who ever lived, right? Like, this is a good argument. Pulled away to defeat 99th-ranked American Jensen Brooksby. Keep alive his hopes for the first calendar year Grand Slam by a men's player since 1969. Djokovic improved to 25-0 and in majors this year. Meantime... UConn coach Randy Edsel stepping down immediately. Monday's announcement came one day after Edsel, 63, announced he would retire at the end of the season. The school said that Edsel and AD David Benedict had come to a mutual decision that is in the best interest of the UConn football program for Edsel to step aside immediately. Then the Blue Jays shut out my beloved Yankees. But the Yankees remain atop the AL wild card, which is the important thing. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., chip off the old block at his 40th home run of the season. Marcus Simeon went deep twice, and the Toronto Blue Jays beat the New York Yankees 8-0 on Monday for their fifth straight win. Yanks, after winning 14 in a row, have lost seven of their last nine games. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Nature Valley. Music and lyrics, sweet and salty, roasted nuts and creamy nut butter. Nature Valley and the outdoors. Some things are just made for each other. Get two great tastes in one dually delicious bar with Nature with Nature Valley sweet and salty nut bars. Welcome to the show, baby. <laughs> All right. Got me up here saying some things on the mic. <laughs> Key, the man has me saying some things Key, on the mic to Key, make some look, money here. The looks, Key, the looks that I get from Max across from each other are priceless. Some of the words that come out of my mouth during these <laughs> reads. I can't believe this. Is, we can say this on the radio even? All right, guys. Um, what do we got next? Yeah, what do we got Key's next? Key's observations. Key's ob- that's right, Key. You have to give us your key observations. How come we haven't even – I haven't said that once. Key observations. observations. That's ahead, all Key. right, man. It's the first day. Don't College worry. football. By the time two weeks, you'll be smooth sailing. I doubt it, but I appreciate the sentiment. So, so what key observations do we have, Key, from this uh, past week in college football? Number one. Oh, okay. So, here we go. Good job. Number one, I would say look at Alabama, right? You look at this young quarterback in Bryce Young. Imagine what he did in slicing up the defense. He went 27 to 38, 344 yards, four touchdowns. Boy, good. The big Big number, though, is zero interceptions. So when you look at that, he is for real out of Alabama. Everyone looked at who is he replacing. Mac Jones, Heisman guy. Oh, my God. Tua. Oh, my God. Oh, he's going to be without Devontae Smith. But they just keep rolling along. And now, all of a sudden, 
This guy is the second coming. They stole him out of our backyard here in Southern California, though. Number two. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Overrated. What? They should overrated. They should lose that game against a Florida State team that had to bring McKenzie Milton off the bench to get them engineering drives to score points. If if Narvell, the head coach, doesn't do the stupidest thing I could have ever seen, I was screaming, screaming at the television set when he decided to go for it on fourth down in a game in the third quarter. When he's in the game, he just handed Notre Dame seven points. Why would you ever do that to a team that's so overrated? You gift them a W. And you know I hate Notre Dame. Move on. He's not lying. Number three. Wrong. Number three, UCLA Bruins. The UCLA Bruins, they just might be legit. Or is LSU frauds? Is Coach O overrated? Huh. But I can tell you one thing. UCLA is off to a great start. 2-0. They took care of business against LSU this past weekend. The weekend before, they jumped up and down on Hawaii. I think this team is around the state. They're going to make the Pac-12 Conference very, very interesting. They're running back. The running game for them is ridiculous. The young quarterback in, in, in Thompson, Darian Thompson, is coming along in Chip Kelly's offense. I can't believe that I'm saying that UCLA might be legit. Out of all schools, that doesn't even sound right. Move on. Go get that number four. Jersey. Number four, after watching college football this past weekend, I think the college football playoff really needs to think about that 12-team <laughs> expansion. Because there's going to be some pretty good teams hanging around toward the end of this year. Although they probably won't do it this year, they can do it in the future. You think about some of the teams that will never, ever have an opportunity to play in the Final Four, but are good squads. I mean, just look at them. There's going to be a lot of good football teams this year. Oregon will be good. USC will be good. Texas will be good. Oklahoma. The ACC Conference is done. Don't tell me anything about overrated ACC in North Carolina or Florida State or Miami or huh, Clemson, for that matter. Number five. Speaking of Clemson, number five. Clemson's reign may actually be over with. For whatever reason, it just feels that way. This is not the Clemson Tigers that we saw run down the hill four or five years ago. This is a totally different team. You can look at this and tell it's not the same. And I know young quarterback in DJU, but he was supposed to be the second coming of Trevor Lawrence. We watched him against Notre Dame last year, and we said, oh, my God, they're not going to miss a beat. Oh, Clemson's going to be rolling. Not so fast. I think I think Clemson's in trouble, Max. I think they may be in trouble. I think that's a hell of a list. Keyshawn Johnson, Key Observations, is brought to you by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO. Dot com today. Okay, you said a whole lot, and we're going to have to get into Clemson. But, Jay, you objected to a couple things. Uh, what, what's on your mind? Well, if, if we're going to sit up here and look, Notre Dame had a double-digit lead. I saw Florida State come back. But maybe Florida State's underrated. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and say Notre Dame is overrated, ranked number ninth in the country. Oklahoma barely beat Tulane. Is Oklahoma overrated? UNC Key Oklahoma overrated? Key Oklahoma overrated, yes or no? No, Oklahoma's not overrated. They barely beat Tulane. I mean, we're going to sit yeah, up here and talk not, about. But but that's not the my, my point, though, Jay, is the man handed them seven points. So when you hand a team seven, 
and then all of a sudden you make a decision to go with Mackenzie Milton at quarterback because the other guy helmet came off and you stuck with him in the fourth quarter, which was a fine situation by Norvell as a head coach. But you decided on fourth down, backed up in your own end to try and go for it. In other words, it could have gone the beginning of the third quarter. You gift them seven points. I hear you, but they were down though. They were down eighteen at one point in the game. I mean, yes, I, because Jay, I Jay, gave say, them seven. Jay, when you say I want to hear it, because. To me, there's a bigger point whether Notre Dame is ranked ninth or fifth or 11th or first. doesn't matter, right? Notre Dame has a national following because once upon a time, they were what Alabama has been, right? Okay. Man, we Man it's been a Rock long, a long time since None then. of us was born with our right. ages combined. Right. It's been a long time, and so they're kind of perpetually overrated, no? So overrated. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think so. Frankly, I mean, just watching this team with Jay Cohn, the way he played, the transfer of Wisconsin, Mike Mayer, people are talking about calling him, I know the term gets used a lot, baby Gronk. You know, NFL scouts, I've heard them make mention of him multiple times. Kyle Hamilton, like who had two interceptions, who played his ass off. I've heard professional scouts rave about him. I, mean, I, see I just don't word, see them I hear, being overrated. I hear the A word being thrown around. Are we allowed to say that on did the radio? Did you see the quarterback I, yes. for Florida State throwing the balls to Hamilton? He was throwing Jordan floaters. Travis, yes. I can get off the hash right now and go get those balls. But, Ken, you can only play who you can play in front of you, though, Ken. Oh, Keith. man, stop. Man, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying so Clemson's is overrated Notre too. Dame. So Clemson's well, overrated, Clemson too, because be they lost to Georgia. In a minute, so it doesn't even matter. So Clemson's <laughs> overrated, too, because they threw a pick six and they lost well, to Georgia. Well, I want to get to Clemson, Because you said actually. they're hold done. On. You're Clemson, calling the whole ACC Clemson, trash. Hold on, hold on. Clemson Clemson let's get to Clemson. Is, Clemson is overrated stop. buddy boy come on they are. okay let, I mean, let, let, hold on let's stop get to, let, let's get to Clemson because uh Key talks about Bryce Young who right away he's not making mistakes that cost you he's using his mobility keeping his eyes down the field throwing well, it down great. and 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 Alabama is rolling and a, a couple years ago like two years ago I'm thinking oh time out this Alabama dynasty the fact that, you know, and, and, and where Saban is, this is being challenged by Clemson and Dabo right now. No, I don't think it is anymore after that. I don't think it is, guys, because once again, Alabama looks crazy good. They look better than everyone else, and Clemson loses. Oh, I'm with you. I, okay, I'm with you on how Alabama looks, but I'm not going to sit up here and call Clemson overrated because Alabama went up to another notch in what they've been able to achieve. Look, they stole Jamison Williams from, my, from our team, Ohio State, and John Mitchie. I, I get how reloaded they are, and it's incredible to watch. But I'm not going to sit up here and say because Clemson lost in a dogfight to Georgia. It's not good. like – Georgia's, defense, Georgia. It's not like Georgia's offense Georgia, looked incredible as well. So we can call Georgia deep. overrated. Georgia's offense is never going to be good. They got deep. Kirby Smart is a defensive mind. That is what he does. He he runs and engineers defenses. His teams will never be an offensive juggernaut. So you're going to see a 10-0, a 13-3, a 17-14. That is the way Georgia is going to win football games. So yeah. every team's overrated. Well, hold up, hold up, with Jay, the exception but of Alabama. Let, well, I understand saying. you're just defining overrated differently based on rankings. You and, had and how three teams the, in the, the ACC the conference, Jay, in the top ten. Oh, I'm and not all making three ex- of them lost. I'm not making excuses for North Carolina, and I'm not making excuses for Miami getting blitz the way they did at all. I watched the Sam you, you Howell had game, three and he was teams. horrible. You had three teams. I said top ten. I mean top fifteen. You had three teams in the top fifteen in the ACC conference. Clemson was one of the big four that we always talk about when we say, give us the big four. Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama. That's what we do every single year this time. That, that, that's the what? point. Jay, Clemson that's... 
Clemson gave us nothing. Like that's the gave point. Like in a bit, and even let's expand that even more. It looked like we just blink, and it looked like they were ready for it to be their time because championships, head to head, everything. It looked like they had they. I'm, it didn't look like they had run even with Alabama and could have taken the lead as the premier college football program in the country. Would you say that this morning? Could you no. possibly make the argument? For, you can't. No, anymore. I can't. But you just can't go back. You can't go back, Jay, and, and almost call <laughs> Max. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, I almost said Zubin. But Jay, Jay and Max, you can't just look at this game. We go back to last year and look at the game against Ohio State. You just have to you 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 have to start to look at those things and start to see, okay, the shoelaces might be coming untied right now. Mm. When you go back and you start just looking at it. That's how I assess it. Well, it is going to be interesting when we get through the ACC schedule cuz Clemson really doesn't play anybody until the ACC championship, but it's not like Clemson can't be in the final four. It's not like Clemson can't progressively get better throughout the course of the year. Also for DJU, I mean, See, the I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I think they, I think they shot theirs already. I think they done as far as, I don't think they're done. Because if you take, for instance, well, Keith, if you, if there's an Oregon or a USC that comes out of there undefeated in a one loss Clemson team, I think those two teams in the Pac-12 will get a nod well, before let's not bring one up, loss. Let's not bring up the Pac-12. You brought up the Bruins. They're the only ones making the Pac-12 look all right right now. Hold well, on. Heather, hey. Dinich is, Heather Dinich is ready to join us. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN College Football senior writer. Heather Dinich joins us on the Goodyear Ask hotline. her if she thinks Clemson is Brought overrated. to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Heather, how concerned should Clemson be this morning about missing the college football playoff? I will answer that question with this fact, okay? No team has lost their season opener and made the college football playoff since this thing began in 2014. It's a big deal. It's significant, okay? And not only was Clemson hurt by the way they played and how they lost, but they were also hurt, guys, by Miami losing and North Carolina losing. Why? Because, as I heard you guys mention before, they have no other ranked opponents in the regular season. They need a ranked opponent to face in the ACC championship game, assuming they get there, because they've got one more shot to impress the selection committee based on this schedule. That's it. And right now, Miami and North Carolina aren't looking that great. So I certainly would not rubber stamp a one-loss ACC champ Clemson this year. Um, okay, I'll, I'll follow up. We're on a little delay because Key is in L.A. right now. So to avoid any, avoid any awkwardness, don't we usually all ask questions? Yes. All right, look, to avoid any awkwardness, Key brought up that maybe it's time for the college football playoff to expand in his key observations of week one of the college football season. Heather, that's okay with me, provided one thing. It cannot ever be more than a double elimination regular season tournament, right? Like, right now, what's so interesting, and you bring it right up off the bat, if you lose game one, it's hard to make the playoffs. That's what makes it so interesting. The entire regular season is kind of a single-to-double-elimination-ish tournament. If you expand and you lose that, to me, you lose what's special about college football in the regular season. Your thoughts? 
Well, everyone needs to temper their expectations about this thing expanding anytime soon. I, I promise you. I'm going to Rosemont, Illinois later this month, just outside the Big Ten offices, where they're going to meet and they're going to talk about this. And every source I have talked to has said it's highly unlikely that this thing is going to expand before the end of this contract. So let's start there. We're talking about 2025. Beyond that is when it could go to 12 or more. They're going to reassess everything. It might not be 12. Maybe it's eight. Maybe it's ten. I don't know. Eventually they're going to get there, but I don't think it's going to happen for a while. But to your point, yes, one of the things that people are looking forward to is a little bit more wiggle room. But on the flip side, they could wind up scheduling more big games because they feel like they have more margin for error. So, you know, the, like mm -hmm. games like Oregon, Ohio State coming up this weekend, you know, because they say, well, you know, we can afford to lose more than one game. Maybe we'll see more of those big-time matchups. Heather, can the ACC recover? I mean, they had a really, really rough week. When you look at the three teams in the top 14 that lost in Miami, Clemson, um, you talk about where they were at, Florida State, Louisville, UNC. I mean, can they recover from this? say yes because guys I've been doing this for a long time this is going to be my 14th 15th year at ESPN covering college football and I have seen Ohio State lose to Virginia Tech go down three quarterbacks and win the whole thing I've seen USC be one of the best three lost teams in the country at the end of the day I mean the progress teams can make from week one to selection day can sometimes be phenomenal. So I'm certainly not going to write anyone off after week one. DJ Uyunglele is really making his first I know he started before, but this is his year, right? Let's see how much better he gets and the players around him get. Oklahoma, let's see how much better they get. We didn't even mention them yet. So not writing anyone off yet. Everyone should improve. Heather, uh, when we watch Alabama and you watch a guy like Bryce Young come out and play the way he did, if you had to give me, like, who are your top three or four in the Heisman voting list after watching first week of the season, where would you have him rank? Would he, would he be number one? Flat out number one. Absolutely. I mean, this kid, and I say he's a kid, right, making his first start, he lived up to the hype. I was really impressed by a lot of the starting quarterbacks. Um, C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, I thought he got a lot of unfair criticism on Twitter. He went on the road, threw four touchdowns, beat Minnesota. I thought that was pretty impressive, but, you know, he's only 19. So, yeah, I think that Young, off the bat, he's got to be leading it right now. Uh, Go ahead, Keith. No, I was going to say, Heather, after what LSU went through a year ago and then coming out west and playing UCLA and, and not looking like the LSU from two years ago that won the national championship, where does LSU stand right now? Like, where, where, where are they at in terms of college football? Right now, this skinny minute, they're an afterthought. I mean, that's the reality of it. They, they haven't done anything since 2019. I mean, that team may have been the best team I have ever seen, period. And the downhill traje trajectory has been very quick. Now, that being said, is this Chip Kelly's season? 
is, is this it? Because it started to look like he put it all together. You know, does the truth lie somewhere in between there as to how good UCLA is and the problems that LSU has? Probably. But I think what we saw from UCLA deserves a lot of credit. I mean, they played tough. That was one of the best games I've seen them play in a long time. Heather, when you watch Ohio State play, obviously everybody talks about Bama. Oklahoma is barely able to squeeze by Tulane. Georgia had a big win over Clemson. But watching Ohio State come back in that second half behind C.J. Stroud, uh, what, what did they show you? Do they have a chance to compete to be in the Final Four? 100%. I'm so excited to go to Columbus on Friday, guys, because that's a big game. I'm going to be there for it. And I have Ohio State number two this week ahead of Georgia. And the reason I put them there was because I thought, A, they won an extremely difficult road game, but also, B, the talent around C.J. Stroud is phenomenal. I mean, they just got so many playmakers everywhere. So, yes, I think that they've got a great chance. And, and I, Georgia's defense was outstanding. They're legit. But, again, how much of that is Georgia being a five-star defense and how much of it was Clemson's offensive line having some real issues? Well, Stroud was impressive, I thought, Heather, because of the way, like, half. you, you look at halftime at that game, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God. <laughs> And then he took off in the second half. That says that Port, you know, says good things. Yeah, and you know he made a mistake. He had to get out of his own head there for a little bit, but he he did. And I think they've got a lot of confidence in him. And you know, Ohio State has just done such a good job of rebuilding, reloading. Ryan Day has just been a, a great coach, and they've all navigated through the the pandemic and and come out on the right side, at, at least to this point. I realize we're still in the middle of it, but you know, just as a program, what he's done there, once again, they're in position to contend for it all. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. All right. Um, <laughs> the quarterback, well, Keyshawn, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to That was ESPN <laughs> College. No, 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 we're good. The quarterback with the most pressure on him this season is what we're going to talk about coming up, guys. That's what we're going to talk about. After the break? Well, yeah, like yeah after the break. But uh, real quick, I, th- I do think it was the end of, of uh, potential kind of era-shifting situation with Clemson and Alabama and I do think it was up in the air and what just happened week one it's weird to say that week one of a season Alabama has just put distance between itself and everybody else absolutely I agree with you I agree with you on that I mean watching what Nick Saban has been able to do has been I mean talk about adapting and constantly staying up. I mean, look, at NIL, I mean, Bryce Young's getting, making seven figures. Right. I mean, talk about a coach adapting to a new era and sustaining success. It's incredible to watch. Key? No, I thought you wanted to say something. Quarterback with the most pressure on him this season. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN2. All for your smart people. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.